If you could end your conversations and uh, get yourself a Bible, open your Bible. There's a couple of Bibles on the sides as well. Turn to Luke chapter 8. And later on, we're going to have Jonathan, our intern. He's going to be sharing the message with me today. Isn't that good? So you can welcome him a bit later up to the stage. So let's get your Bibles open. John, uh, Luke chapter 8. And um, we're going to be continuing our series. My name is Matt. My privilege to speak to you. Again, I extend my welcome to you today. And uh, we're exploring who Jesus is, looking at that from the Gospel of Luke. So let's turn to Luke 8, verses 1 to 15. Luke 8, 1 to 15. We're going to be looking at the parable of the sower, or parable of the soils. Let's read that together. After this... Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, Joanna, wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means." While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. Let me just stop for a moment. A parable is a story with a, spirit, a deeper spiritual meaning. And a parable, it kind of challenges us. Are we people who are going to seek to understand What's deeper in this story? Are we just going to enjoy the story? And he's saying this to the crowds to test them, to test them. Are you going to dig deeper into this parable or are you just going to enjoy the story and go home? So he tells them this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering, some fell along the path. It was trampled on. The birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground. When it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, and this is the point about the parables, whoever has ears... Let them hear. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And Jesus may have ended his sermon there. That's it. I've told you the story. If you've got ears, hear. And you go home going, that was a good story about a parable, about a sower, but I can't see the point of it. Or you would see in it what we're going to look at today, about being good soil, about being good sowers and all that this means. So, Whoever has ears, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God have been given to you. But to others I speak in parables so that those seeing, they may not see. Though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. 
Those along the path are the ones who hear, then the devil comes, takes away the word from their hearts so that they cannot believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing or the time of um, temptation, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. This time of year, we're heading for springtime, aren't we? Isn't it wonderful? The, I looked at the, when the sun sets today and it's after five o'clock. Way! Yeah, I remember it, midwinter, it's half four. It's like, goodness me. Many of you, are not, you know, you're not getting out of work. You go to work in the dark. You leave work in the dark, right? Uh, and and it, it, it's wonderful, isn't it? And I, was, I was out running uh, whenever, a couple of days ago, and I saw the blossom on the tree, and I, I took a photograph. I did one of my one-second clips, if any of you know that. I did my, one, my, my second a day journal of the blossom. And um, normally each year in my, uh, my video journal... The blossom coming out features, because it's a highlight for me. I think, yes, we're entering that better season, or it's a joyful season. You feel more energized, don't you, with the light? And um, at this time of year, some of you might start sowing some seeds, right? If you've got a window box, or if you've got a garden, you might start sowing some seeds. Any of you garden, like sowing seeds? Any of you garden at all? Two of you, three of you. That's okay. okay. So but a couple of years ago, I like sowing a few seeds here and there. I'm useless, I hasten to add. Um, a couple of years ago, I bought a load of seeds. And um, I went out in the garden and I sowed these seeds. And I used some compost that had been given to us, Helen. You remember the compost? Yeah. The compost. Uh, and somebody gave us this compost. Wonderful, you know, I thought, great. So I, so I mixed, I put these, the seed, a bit of compost down, then some seeds, you know, good, good soil, right, like this parable, and then I laid this seed, uh, the compost on top, and I thought, great, I watered it, waited, and then plants started springing up everywhere. I was, I was like, I'm doing quite good at this, and then it turned out that every single one of the plants was a weed, Literally, it was green, the, the garden was everywhere, and, I, and I'm still pulling them up now to this day because there were weed seeds in the compost. Because they have, you know, compost has to get to a certain temperature to kill the, to kill the um, weeds, the seeds. So be careful about that. Um, and so it, it just illustrates the importance of being a good sower, which obviously I wasn't on that particular occasion. How can we be good sowers? But also the quality of the seed. What's, is it the right seed we're sowing? And is it into the right soil? And today our simple lesson is this. Be good soil so as to become a good sower. Be good soil. 
yourself. Be good soil. So as to become a good sower. Let's think about the context just very briefly. It says, while large crowds were gathering and were coming to Jesus from the many towns around. Now, you may think that if this church was full of people all around and queuing down the roads, you might think that we were a successful church, right? You might do if you live in our culture, which, which puts success into the it, crowds is success. So if I've got a you know, big following on social media, I'm a successful person. Or if I'm a celebrity and everyone celebrates me, then I'm a, I'm a success. Or if I'm a church leader or a church team, in our case, that have got tons of people coming to church, we are successful. Maybe people would call me up and say, come to our conference on leadership and how we can also get crowds to come into our places of worship. Jesus doesn't count crowds as success. Amen? Okay? Crowds isn't success. Don't get me wrong, I want, cra- I want loads of people to come to this church to hear God's word and so on. But I want to say this. For Jesus, when the because cr- we're at this point where Jesus' ministry is getting more and more popular. He's like a celebrity. People are gathering. They're coming. They want to meet this teacher, this healer, this man of authority and power. So many people are coming. And therefore, he starts teaching them in parables. And he start, basically, what he's saying to this crowd is this. I want you to become good soil and good sowers. That's success. That's success for me. Are you going to become good soil for my word? And are you going to be good sowers of my word? Are you going to, be a, are you going to receive the gospel? Are you going to receive the, the message of that I've died for you. Let's say this to you. Have you received the message of Jesus Christ? That he's died and risen? That we looked at in that communion service. Have you received the message, the seed of the word of God into your heart and life? And not just that, are you, am I, all of us, are we good soil for his word each day not just becoming a Christian but living as citizens of the kingdom are we listening to Jesus from his word each day are we good soil and are we then good sowers that's can you see that's the nutshell that summarizes the successful life I'm a good soil for God's word and I'm sharing that word with other people that summarizes so clearly what we're meant to be as individuals isn't it? Good soil, good sowers. Jesus is not content with crowds, just with entertaining us. He challenges us. He calls us to repentance. He calls us to follow him. He calls us to leave behind our old life, living for ourselves and selfishness, and to put him as Lord and Savior in our lives, which isn't a popular message. But he who has ears and she who has ears, let them hear. May you hear today. May you respond to God Jesus' call to be good soil and good sowers. Who is the sower? Who is the sower in this parable? Who's the sower? 
Jesus, that's it. Thank you. Is that Ben? Oh, Raph, yes. Jesus is the sower in this parable. Because we've just read, remember last week when we looked at the message about Jesus going from place to place, and we read it again today, he went from place to place proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. That was him being a good sower. He's going out sowing, and he says these men and women are with him, so they're looking at this man, this Jesus, the son of God, being a good sower, and they're with him to see how he does it, so they can then themselves become good sowers. They're with him to learn from him. But initially, the G- Jesus is the good sower. And he remains the good sower, the sower of the gospel and the sower of his word, even now, but now he does it through you and me, his body. He works through us. It multiplies. We're multiple sowers of seed. The soils. Sorry, it was firstly the so secondly, we said, what is, who's the sower? Jesus, and it's us. What is the seed? Here, I've got some seeds here. If you were to look into this little pot here of seeds. Should I throw some at you? I won't do that. Ah, <laughs> oh, got me in the eye. Ah, oh, sorry. I've got pumpkin seeds here. I've got sunflower seeds here. If I planted either of those, I would get pumpkins, if it's the right soil. I would get pumpkins, or I would get sunflowers. We'd love to have sunflowers, wouldn't we, you know? But if you want to have sunflowers, you've got to plant them early. You've got to plant them, I suppose, about now in little pots indoors, get them going. If you want those really big sunflowers that everyone goes, oh, aren't they great? You've got to start at the right time. If you leave it too late, then it's not going to happen. And I'm useless at this. I don't think I understand anything about gardening just because I'm talking. But I understand something about it. But there are... Different sorts of seed. And the seed, he says, is the word of God. And he also says the word, the seed is the message of the kingdom. The seed that we sow is about how to enter the kingdom through Jesus Christ. It's that he died for you. He rose again. Through faith in him, your sins are forgiven. That's the first first thing. And then the message of the kingdom, God's word, is all of this. All of the, the Bible. This is the seed of God's word here. All of this. How to enter the kingdom and it's how to live as a citizen of the kingdom. That's the seed that we sow in wise ways, in loving ways. What are the soils? The soils are different responses to Jesus. We're going to look at those four very briefly today. The soils, this is, what Jesus is saying to us is this, is that there is, this is, this is, my ministry has four different kinds of responses. As I, Jesus, go out sowing, you've looked at my life, we've gone through Luke, haven't we? We've seen, we've seen that last week, Simeon and his friends of religious leaders were scornful and hateful of Jesus. That's like the rocky soil. We saw um, the women who were with Jesus, and we see the woman who pours out the perfume on his feet. What soil is she? She's good soil, isn't she? We think, as long as she keeps out the rocks and the weeds, because they can come in, can't they, as we're going to see. But we see that for all of us, as we sow God's word in different ways, 
are going to have those four responses. And, and don't be discouraged. You're going to have people who just don't want to know. You're going to get people who get all excited and fall away. You're going to get other people who get all excited and fall away, who fall into sin. You're going to get other people who get excited and go through the ups and downs of life but remain faithful to Jesus Christ. And they, that's going to happen if we ourselves are good sowers and don't get discouraged and stop sowing the seed, which is easy for us, isn't it? To stop sowing the gospel, right? Isn't it easy to get discouraged? I, I don't share the gospel anymore. Let me remind you today, let's become good soil and good sowers because the gospel that changed your life is the same gospel that will change other people's lives. So we're going to look at each of these soils. Very briefly, I'm going to touch on the first soil. Jesus wants to be firstly good soil rather than unreceptive soil. If you walk on Wimbledon Common right now, if you were to go to Wimbledon Common, you will find there's lots of mud paths, right? Lots of paths. And those paths remain there because people walk on them. It's very simple. And many of them are there in an unplanned fashion because people just started taking a shortcut and it became a path. You see, if you tread on soil, seed can't root, plants can't grow, and there remains this. And sometimes even you see the wardens, they put, on, they put up barriers to stop people taking those shortcuts, right? So that the vegetation ret ret returns. And this is the, the, the hard soil that we're talking about. Hard soil is not fertile soil. When you hear the message of Jesus Christ, you just throw it off. You're not interested. I'm, I don't want to hear it. Let me encourage you today. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, don't allow, and I would say, don't allow the devil. It talks about the devil here because it says here, those along the path are the, those who hear then the devil comes, takes away the word from their heart so that they cannot believe and be saved. The devil is at work. That's why we should be praying for our non-Christian friends, praying for our nation, praying faithfully. I'm talking to myself now. Let's pray for our friends. Let's pray for opportunities to share the gospel because the devil is at work. So these are people that will not respond to the gospel. And these are not only non-Christians, may I say, who don't respond to the gospel. This is also some people who call themselves Christians who won't listen to certain demands of Jesus Christ around morality and how they are to live. Jesus Christ calls us to holiness. He calls us to obey his word in our relationships, in our singleness, in how we relate to one another. He, how we work. He calls us to righteousness. Don't be, let's not be hard-hearted about the teachings of Jesus Christ because we'd rather do things our way. May, may we have ears to hear Jesus today. So that's the hard soil. Let's, not be, let's be good soil of God's word rather than hard soil. I'm going to allow now, Jonathan is going to come up. Let's welcome Jonathan, our intern. He's going to talk about the next two types of soil. Here you are. 
Ah ya. Um, um, it's actually a blessing to stand here um, and speak. This is my first time doing it, and especially to do it in this church, it's uh, truly a blessing. Um, so I'm just going to continue with what Matt was speaking about. I'm just going to read uh, verses six and seven, and um, if you sort of see this. It could be the wind. It could be that it's cold or that I'm nervous. Let's stick to the first two so that I just feel a bit better. Uh, so verses uh, 6 and 7. Luke chapter 8, verses 6 and 7. Um, some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Verse 7. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. So from... Listening to what Matt spoke, we kind of get a gist of what, those, what, uh, what the context of those two verses are. Jesus wants us to be the good soil. So Jesus wants us to be the good soil rather than the rocky soil. These um, hear, but do not put roots in God's word. So he further goes on to explain in verse uh, 13 about what the context of uh, verse 6 is. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy, and when they hear it, when, and when they hear uh, with joy when they hear it. Um, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. So this, reading this verse sort of reminded me of a story that I sort of carry out whenever I am like sort of worried about my career or certain projects that I'm doing. It's the story of the Chinese bamboo, which I hope none of you know. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone knows. Cool. So the Chinese bamboo. So there was this farmer, um, this happened long ago, so this, there was this farmer, he woke up one day, and then he went to the market, bought a couple of seeds, came back home, buried them, and then he watered them. First day went by, nothing happened, which makes sense. And then the first week went by, nothing happened. A month went by, nothing happened. A year, nothing happened. And then two years later, nothing. But he made sure he watered it. Third year, nothing, but finally the fourth year came, and still nothing happened. <laughs> And then on the fifth year, he woke up. So he went to the backyard again to water the uh, field. And he noticed something. There was something different. There were bamboo shoots that were about one feet tall, I think, uh, knee height. And he was shocked, but he still watered it. And over a couple of months' time, uh, over a, month, a couple of months' time, he went back and he realized that he now has a beautiful forest filled with bamboos that are as tall as like the trees that were like 70 feet tall, 100 feet tall. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the story. But it's such a beautiful story. And what sort of uh, the moral of that story was pretty much about how you need to persevere on your talents and skills like that. But reading it on context with this verse made me realize something. That particular bamboo could have done that years ago. It could have done it in the first couple of weeks, first couple of months have done it in the third year, second year. Why did it take five years to do what it did quickly? It was actually growing its roots. It was growing its roots deeper into the soil so that it could withstand the storms, withstand the winds that came at it once it became a, group, uh, a big tree. And um, because if it were, so the stronger the winds, the deeper the soil must be. So if it weren't for the soil, uh, so for the roots, the tree would have struck down ground straight away. And that's like some of us when we face testing. Testing um, in uh, Greek means parasmos. It means trials, temptations, um, calamities. And um, our strong winds could be 
anything. Um, losing a job could be a strong wind. Not getting a job that we want could be a strong wind. Losing a relationship, a loved one, all of these could be strong winds. I wonder if some of you today are in danger of rejecting God's word because the winds are blowing a bit too strong. And I'm not putting myself outside of the box. I'm right there in with you. Um, to put things in a bit more uh, personal context, especially the past two weeks uh, were a bit too tough for me in terms of like stress and in terms of work and things like that. I work um, at a coffee shop. I'm not talking about my internship. I love my internship. But I work at a coffee shop, which gets a bit too stressful. Um, so the, I'd say the only thing that pulled me out of that was God's word. So I urge you to be good soil, to remove the rocks that are our fears and anxieties, and to grow your roots deeper in God's word. And if you go back into verse 7, um, other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Uh, Jesus, again, wants us to be good soil, rather than soil full of weeds. These here, without reflection, but without reflection and repentance. So again, he explains in verse 14, the context of that verse. Um, he says, the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear. But as they go on their way, they, they are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. So reading this bit again, the number of stories that came to me when I was reading these verses. So reading this bit, bit again, sort of, reminded me of a very personal experience that um, happened quite close by, uh, quite recently. So me and my friend, uh, we were raised in the same church, raised in similar Christian households, similar Christian beliefs. Uh, in fact, he was serving quite a lot in the church, so I was actually looking up to him. Uh, his faith was much more greater than mine. And uh, we sort of, as we grew up, we went to study together, and then as our career pl uh, plans changed, we split. Uh, but we still kept in con contact. Um, last, last month, no, December, so during Christmas, I uh, got back in touch with him and I was talking to him. And I found out that he walked out of, uh, he, he left faith. He, he walked out of um, his faith. And it was a huge shocker for me. Um, I didn't, uh, I was, it was, I was, it really hurt me. So I kept talking to him and I kind of wanted to get to the reason to why that happened. Um, and I realized it was relationships. He fell into a relationship that, relationships that didn't honor God, that um, he had to cut certain corners, he had to sort of um, deny God in certain areas, and that became a practice. Finally, he had to reject God. And upon talking to him, I can promise his life did not change, it not, did not get better. In fact, it went the other way around, but he still rejected God. Um, we tend to do this. Uh, we tend to not weed out certain things in our lives. Um, we, we do know on a, uh, on a farmer's perspective what weeds do. They grow with the plant and they take away its uh, nutrients which are sufficient for the plant to grow and flourish. So we have weeds in our lives. Uh, weeds could be distractions. Uh, stro uh, scrolling on your phone for five uh, hours and 30 minutes is a distraction. Why that specific time? Um, because uh, Instagram has this option where you can check how long you're scrolling on your phone. My average one at one point was five hours. Yeah, that's half of, uh, if you're doing the Lord of the Rings marathon, that's half of it. But at least you remember a story when you watch a movie. Uh, with this, I don't remember the last reel I saw. Uh, but that the thing is, the, the, it takes away our heart for God. Inner temptations are weeds. Uh, greed for riches and pleasures are weeds. Worries, as we spoke earlier, are weeds. Relationships, ungodly relationships, ungodly lusts 
all of these are weeds. And like I said, one of the main reasons my friend fell out was the relationships that he had, you know, cutting corners uh, to please people and finally having to just walk away from faith. So I'm sure some of us are handling such issues much better than others. But for those that are fighting these storms, um, I urge you to be good soil. Uh, read go God's word. Repent and reflect. Because Jesus will sow his word. Like Matt said, Jesus will sow his word. And we need to be weeding our life. We, weeds are pleasures. Weeds are our worries, our greeds, our lust. So we need to be weeding out all of those so that uh, the seeds of God can grow in us. Thank you. That was very good. Very encouraging. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for those wonderful stories and uh, encouragement to weed out the weeds from our lives and the rocks, the worries, sinful pleasures, sinful riches, things in our lives. And we all struggle with these things. That's why Jesus says it. We all struggle with these things. And we've just got to be prayerful. Because there are good pleasures, godly pleasures. There's godly uh, riches and wealth, aren't there, you know? There's good things, but we've just got to walk with Christ every day. The walk with the good sower every day in his word, allowing the Holy Spirit to highlight the weeds and rocks so that we're not controlled by fear. We're not controlled by discouragement. We're not controlled by temptations. But we walk in God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. Good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do you believe that? Yeah, I, don't, I, did, I don't think that was a good enough response. Do you believe that? Yeah. Yes. Come on. God's, God is our designer. God is our maker. He knows what's best. When we follow him, we find true life and true joy in any circumstance. In all circumstances. Whatever, wherever we find ourselves today, in the testing and trials of our lives we may be in at the moment. But you can find God in it and his joy. So the first, the final and fourth uh, soil is the good soil. Jesus wants to be good soil who hear and put deep roots into God's word. Let's read verse 8 again. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. Verse 15, the explanation. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart. Again, let's just, just to see Jesus' definition of what he calls a noble and good heart. Who hear the word and retain it and persevere in it. That's a noble heart. That's for Jesus. What is success? Being good soil and being a good sower. That's success. Being open to him. He says they, they hear 
Jonathan just mentioned about use, use of various social media platforms. On average, I, I'm told, and this, this seems very low to me, I, I'm told that people check their phones on average 58 times per day. That seems pretty... Raise your hand if you check yours more than that. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel that seems pretty low to me. And that's a, when I say average, there are lots of different... Uh, but, but basically, that's about the middle of the, 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 the various studies that they do. And it's nothing... I'm not saying... Really, you know, I, I have my phone... You know, we have our phones. They're wonderful tools. Wonderful opportunities. And, and for, for keeping in contact with people around the world. You were talking about talking to your friend, Jonathan, weren't you? You know, keeping in contact with that friend, encouraging that friend who's falling away from faith. They're wonderful tools for us to learn and to connect with one another. But they can also be huge distractions. And remember, the seed is coming from all different sources as well. And I have here, as I said, different sorts of seed. And we must learn to discern the seed. What seed we are imbibing. Let's not be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. She reaps what she sows. All of us will reap what we sow or allow to be sown into us. Don't think we can just swim in the polluted river and not be sick. Friends, let's be, let's be humble before Christ. Let's be humble before him. He tells us, take out the weeds. He tells us, take out the rocks. Let's be humble before him. Let's not think we are able to grow with the weeds. Let's do what we can, walking with Christ. They hear it. He says they retain it. They retain it. They get rid of the weeds. They get rid of the rocks, but they retain the good soil. I have a soil sieve at home. Just soil sieve, it's so good. I tell you, if you want to make your, if you've got a garden, of course. But if you if you just go like the sieve soil over your garden, it makes it look like oh oh this looks nice and tidy. You can go over all the weeds, make it look all all looks nice. But what it does is it takes out all the little rocks and, and mess, and you throw that away. And that's what we should be doing. We retain the good seed, retain it. Get it into you, God's word. I'm not telling you how you can do this. Or, you know, in the blogs this week, I, I say a few things about it. But if there's a will, there's a way. If we have ears to hear, we will hear. Let's talk as friends in community groups. Let's learn from each other how we can get into God's word. Last week in Connection Point, we was, one of the questions we asked each other, how, how do you get into the Bible? How do you learn from God's word? Let's learn from each other. It's a lot ongoing, lifelong lesson, isn't it, getting into God's word? And let's learn from each other. But let's do it. Let's retain it. It says persevere in it. They have those roots that stand in the storm. Oh, I tried that. I tried praying. Oh, I've given it up. Sorry. It says that we are to always pray and never give up. Think of the widow who, who kept knocking at the door. Keep knocking at the door. Give me justice. Don't give up. Keep praying. Don't give up on praying. Don't give up on sharing the gospel. Don't give up on seeking the joy of the Lord. 
Don't give up on seeing victory in some area of your life. Don't give up. Don't allow the rocks or the weeds to dominate you. Put them aside. Believe the promises of God. I love to get in the Psalms and read the promises of God. They're like seeds for your soul, aren't they? The seeds. Be still and know that I am God. That's a seed, isn't it? He forgives all your sins. Isn't that a seed to let that grow in your life rather than your useless, failing, you know, the, the message that we all get, pick up on too easily, don't we? Let's persevere in God's word and we will produce a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. That means our own character will change. Our lives, our, the effects of our lives will be will be transformed. You'll be a blessing to people around you rather than a pain in the backside. <laughs> You'll be a blessing to people. You'll have seed to share. We come across these sorts of people, don't we, all the time? People who are good soil and they sow good seed into us, don't they? Think of those Christians that bless you when you meet them. You know, if you're sad, they encourage you. If you're sick, they pray for you. If you're in need, they may well meet your needs by generosity. They are, they've got an antenna, they're ready. They're like seed. They've got seeds being thrown into their own lives. They've grown seed and they're ready to sow into you. You know people like that, don't you? Yeah, I want to be a person like that. I hope you want to be a person like that and you can be. A blessing at work, a blessing here at church, a blessing wherever you go because you are a good sower of seed. The band's going to come up. We're going to worship. I remember when Helen and I first got married 26 years ago. Is that right, Helen? <laughs> August the 16th, 1997. We first got married and... We got to know a couple in the church called Jack and Ellen. And they were very old. They were like in their 80s, weren't they? I mean, been in the war. You know, they lived a, a humble, simple life. A wise life. Putting Jesus at the centre of their lives. They weren't overflowing with wealth or anything like that. But you just looked at their lives and you think, you are... You have an abundant life. You don't have it all, but you have the joy of the Lord. You know Jesus. You are fruitful. And we got to know this couple, and, and we used to go and visit them. I've still got cactus in my house, actually, that's uh, spawned many other cactuses. Helen hates it, by the way. But it reminds me oh, that we had some people around the other day didn't we? And, the, and one of the ch children were going towards the cactus. I was like, don't touch the cactus. You know, it's so sharp and pointy. But they gave me that. And it reminds me of them, this, this cactus growing. And they, they used to say these words, didn't they, Helen? What do they say about marriage? You can't remember. <laughs> Helen, you've destroyed the moment. This is a moment of glory. We're going to sing a song. No. They said, don't let the sun go down in your... Oh, yes, you see. Don't let the sun go down in your wrath. 
So we were just getting married. We'd probably seen them before we were married, weren't we? Or was it just after? You can't remember. Sorry? It doesn't matter. But, you know, around our beginnings of our marital life. Don't, and do you know what? Whenever I have wrath, and I do, I do, I have times of, I'm, I'm at, you know, I get annoyed. I get really, at, you know, internally annoyed. That word, from them, because they sowed the seed in my life. Don't let the sun go down your wrath. And it's bearing, I, I trust it's bearing some fruit in my life. Can, can, let's, could we all be a Jack and Ellen? Could we all be, in our lives and into our old age, people who are good soil and good sowers into others, a blessing, even in small ways, we can, can't we, if we will allow Christ to sow into our own lives. We stand together. We're going to worship together. Lord Jesus, thank you thank you for your word thank you you want us to flourish and be fruitful thank you it's your revealed will that we know you and that we are we, we bear a good crop thank you it's your will for every one of us none of us are left out help us Lord to have ears that ear to put that another way help us to be good soil in Jesus name Amen